Radio hosts got our voices confused. Their listeners were amused. My name is Claudia. And I'm B. Would you like to join us for tea? Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea with Claudia and B. That's Claudia. That's B. <laughs> And in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the 2009 BBC version of Emma, which stars Ramallah Gowari and Johnny Lee Miller. And you guys, I'm so excited to talk about this one. Yeah, I um, do. It's our favorite. First, we always have our obsessions. Uh. It's so good. It's so good. I've been waiting all month for it. Um, so know, we always too. do like our little obsessions thing and... We were talking about, um, we were talking before we started recording of, like, you got your obsession figured out and all that, and we both kind of chose this, um, <laughs> this version of Emma as our obsession, so. Yeah, that's, seriously. That's well. uh. But, I mean, really just BBC miniseries in general could be an obsession, because they're yeah. too good. Uh, it's just such a well-done one, and everything about it, it combines what is missing in the other versions. I feel like it just combines everything together into this nice little pie that I just love. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. It's perfect. Um, so I think, okay, so with this one, I really love how they, like, go in depth with the behind the, st- the story a little bit. Like, Me they too. build the characters more. They give you more history so you can understand where they're coming from and why they are certain, like, the way they are, you know? And I just love that so much. I think it, I think it just adds so much to Ugh, the whole story. It does. You know? It does because none of the other versions talk about, like, the triangle of the three kids, Emma, no. Frank, and Jane. And it's, yeah, the first time I saw this, I remember being like, I never thought of Emma this way. And, yeah. like, yeah, and I loved it. I loved it. And I love it mm-hmm. still. It's so good. Yeah, I so think good. that that's actually one of my favorite things that they do because it does draw such a perfect parallel between Frank Churchill, Jane Fairfax, and Emma Woodhouse. They all lose their mothers at a young age, and then from that, their lives are, like, changed forever. Mm-hmm. And Emma is kind of, like, the lucky one that gets to stay home because her dad is in a position to be able to, like, support his children still and keep them there. Where the other ones, they have to kind of, like, go with, live with different family members. Um, but they all have, like, something, I mean, obviously they all lose their mother, but they all kind of, like, lose something that later plays a role, you know? Because, like, like yeah, Emma's the one that's, like, like um, lucky enough to stay home and, like, grow up with her family. But her dad is so affected by her mother's passing that she's kind of stuck at home with her dad to take care of him because he's like so shaken up by that that he can't really like let her go or be comfortable leaving the house you know things like that Mm -hmm. so even though she is lucky in one sense you can kind of see how she's not so lucky in another and that it affects her in a way you know it does but I just love that I love how you can see all three of them Mm -hmm. like have that bond or that that special connection parallel in their life yeah you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful. I love it. It's so beautiful. Well, I guess, I guess should we just go straight into the topic then? Because this is the topic and it is our obsession. And so. <laughs> yeah. I guess We're so it. obsessed. We could just talk a whole episode about it. Right? Why <laughs> don't we spend the next 45 minutes to probably closer to an hour? Let's be real. But. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Oh, so good. Okay. 
Um, so we talked about the backstory. Um, I just love, also I love the opening with the red and the gold and the pictures and the music. And I just think, I just think that's so Mm -hmm. fitting of the story. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? With showing the credits in the beginning and it's beautiful. Yeah. The aesthetic value of this one is really lovely. Last week we talked about the, um, 2020 version of Emma and we talked about how pretty it was. And this one is so pretty, but it's kind of more traditional Jane Austen Regency era. Yeah. You know, it, it follows, it has a lot of the same pretty colors and it's very vibrant and everything that they do in it is really awesome, but it's a little bit more traditional. Although I have to say it, it kind of surprised me because they have like, like the hair, all of the girls have very traditional hairstyles for that time, except for Emma. She's the only one that has kind of a more modern mm-hmm. spin on like her hair, you know, mm-hmm. which I love how they made her look cause she's gorgeous in it. But I just thought that was interesting how like she was set apart that way. I wonder if that they maybe they did that because she um you know how in other areas of her life she doesn't really like she's been meaning to read more all the time and she doesn't. She's been meaning to practice mm-hmm. more and she doesn't. Maybe she just doesn't really want to spend the time having her like maid do her hair. Maybe she just is like yeah. wants it quick and done and so that she can take care of her dad or you know. Yeah. So Yeah, totally. I could see that too. I kind of, I was thinking um, maybe it was because Emma is a little bit modern in her assessment of being like, I I don't have to get married because I know I'm not in a position where I have to be. So I'm going to do a different approach to life, you know? So I just thought maybe it was like her having a bit of a different um, focus or something along those lines. So, but I can see both of those actually. I, I think your point of like, she <laughs> she doesn't get caught up in like, the requirements that girls are supposed to live up to. So maybe that would be the same thing with her fashion and her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. I loved her hair though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really pretty the way she did it. Was. it. Like She's so I, pretty. I just was obsessed with her hair and I was like, I've got to do my hair like that. And I, I, I used to um, have rag rags that I, when I was little and did my hair like that. So I think I'm going to go get a pillowcase and cut it up and do that with my hair. Mm-hmm. You know, wear them in rags more. I was thinking that too. Really? Ah! Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, my we mom should... used to do my hair in rag rollers. Yeah, <laughs> so. me too. We should totally get a pillowcase and cut it up and then we should like record a podcast with our hair in rags. <gasps> okay. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's do it. Yeah. So you know, if there was, if there was one thing I could change about my appearance, like anything, it would be my hair. I want it to be like curly and huge I want like a fro I want like the curliest of hair Uh so when I was little I even wanted curly hair and I'd always like beg my mom to always put my hair in curlers and then like make it super curly like a princess's hair and I just never really grew out of that I still want it to be curly but my hair is the straightest in the world so I got the the wrong end of the stick oh yeah it's fine we always want what we can't have does it curl though with when you have rags in it does it curl well? Um, yeah, it did. I haven't done it in several years, so I don't know if it if it did does now or if it was just like my little child hair that did that. But yeah, yeah, it lasted a long time when I would when my mom would do my hair like that. Oh, so. That's so cool. I love so we should that. try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, for real. Um, we should. Okay. So I I just thought this version is very. We talked about this too. It's the mo- most realistic. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not like a history yeah. like per, like buff or anything, but I feel like I feel like it's probably the most realistic to the time. I don't know. Maybe 
I'm wrong, but I think it I think it is too. I mean, I'm definitely not a history major by any means, but I think that they did a good job of staying accurate, but also I think they did a really good job at portraying genuine reactions. Yes. from the characters. Yes, I do too. Yeah, because I definitely especially our the last Emma we watched, I mean the the stark difference is crazy. This is just so much mm-hmm. more real, so much more natural, so much more believable. Um, I don't know, mm-hmm. especially just even the difference with the Harriets, like, and I know that it's like a difference of direction, but this Harriet was just so mm-hmm. much more just like genuine and sweet. And like, you just loved her. I just loved her so much more because she, I loved everybody so much more in this because everyone I just <laughs> felt like was more genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they uh, took time to build their character and to explain the character, so that you really got what they were like, what was happening in their head. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. Which I really liked when they had the the couple times where they had like the narration come in and kind of explain or set up a little bit of the story, and then later on in the um, it's a four episode series. So later on in the episodes, you saw different scenes where you could kind of see Emma's inner dialogue and, like, hear what she's thinking. Um, or the scene where she's mad at Mrs. Elton and she's, like, walking through town, like, voicing all of her thoughts. I just, I loved how they did that. How they kind of sparingly did the internal dialogue. But when you got it, it helped really move the story along. I yeah. that was genius. And I thought so it was sweet Good that- choice there. It was sweet that it was Mr. Knightley that narrated it in the beginning. Yes. Oh, and also that, like, they kind of started off the first episode um, with, like, Emma and her sister and the two Knightley brothers when they're younger. And I loved how they did that because it really set up Emma and Mr. Knightley's relationship and kind of got, like, it made you, like, really love them, you know, and kind of see how since they were children, they've had that special relationship where they've had a good bond and a very open dialogue between each other. And then that kind of just moved along in the story. So I loved that. That was such a good choice. And on that note, I have a question. So Mm -hmm. I noticed that in this one, they did it. They made it seem like the Emma set up Isabella and John, but I don't remember that in the book. No, I don't think that that was in the book from what I remember reading on it. And I, I think that was kind of a, um, a creative choice where they were like maybe showing how Emma maybe got it in her head because she saw them pairing off more. Like how Mr. Knightley was like, if that happens, it's going to be their choice, you know? Yeah. And then Emma's all like, oh, like maybe that's kind of where the genesis of Emma matchmaker came from, of her being like, oh, I had that idea first. And yeah. then they ended up dating and getting married, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't think that was in the book. For not from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it either. But I just, like, had to make a note because I was like, did I miss something? Because I just, I there were some things that I've, I've missed in the book. And I am like, it's hard for me to, like, mm-hmm. keep which story is the book story and which story is which version story. <laughs> right? Especially this month between like, watching all of the movies and reading the book. It's, like, really yeah. actually messed me up a lot. <laughs> I know. It's like a mind game. It's like, whoa, yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll read something and then I'm like, oh, that was in the book. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, for it's some reason, like, I, I actually, like, went ahead in the book um, to the scene where Knightley and Emma get together. 
And for the for the longest time, I thought that the line, if I loved you um, less, I might be able to talk about it more. I For the longest time, for some reason, like I remember the last time I read Emma, I remember thinking, oh, that line's not in the book. And But then I like looked and it is in the book. And I'm like, how did I think for all these years oh. that that wasn't in the book and only in the movie when it actually is in the book? Like, what is wrong with me? I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> Isn't well, that weird? I mean, how are you... I mean, it is it is weird, but it's also not because with all the different versions of it, like it's yeah. so easy to mix up which is which. I know because that's like my favorite quote, and I remember th- being sad when I thought that it wasn't in the book, and then I'm like, but why was I sad? It is in the book. Yeah. How did I like not? How did I get that confused? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it was that like made you think it wasn't. I know. I don't I'm know. Glad it is in the book because it's such a sweet line. It's the best. <laughs> it all is. Right. Oh. <laughs> Too cute. Too cute. I know. Um, Okay. So watching this one, there were a couple things that I noticed that reading the book, I had kind of started thinking about it being like, oh, this is an interesting thought or a take. And then it's just never represented in the movies, but in this version it is. But I really love Mr. Knightley and Mrs. Weston's relationship. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, like, closer in age than Emma, but Mrs. Weston and Emma were so close, and then so was Knightley. But but I always have been like, I wonder how, like, what an interesting dynamic, and they probably had, like, a really good friendship, actually. And then there were several scenes of them just talking, and I really, I liked how they set that up, that there was, like, a I did good too. friendship between Knightley and Mrs. Weston. Mm-hmm. And um, do you notice how, you like this, um, Mrs. Weston? See, oh, sorry, I was just about to say, I, no, no, it's okay. I enjoyed her because um, they kind of made her look a little worn out and tired in the beginning. And then as you notice, as mm-hmm. she gets married, she like brightens up. And I liked that. Yes. I had you know? that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was very realistic of, of um, I don't know. I just thought she was very realistic and I enjoyed her. Yeah. I almost thought she was too boring in the first episode, but as the episodes went on, I was like, oh, actually, she's really fun. Like, okay. And I think, um, I think you're right that that was kind of a a decision, (laughs) you know, like an intentional thing to brighten her up a little bit. Well, Um, and it, and it balances out. I didn't recognize her at first. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, sorry. (laughs) We, we go over each other. I think it's because of the delay, but, um, Mr. Uh, Weston, like, is so very much, like, obviously his son Frank, very boisterous, very, like, happy, very blah, blah, blah. So, like, Miss, her mm-hmm. personality balances his out really well. Yeah. Yeah, it actually makes them a really, like, cute couple. And then same with Frank, Fa- Jane Fairfax. Frank Fairfax. <laughs> <laughs> he took on her name. Jane. <laughs> very modern. I know, right, right? Oh, my God. No. Jane Fairfax and Frank Churchill, they... They are actually, like, even though how, like, awful and sad that relationship came about and how Frank dealt with it, but they actually are really good for each other, like, with her being reserved and him being super buoyant. I don't know. It just makes it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize the actress at first, but she uh, she plays Alice, the younger sister, in The Last of the Mohicans, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. For the first little bit, I was like, she is so familiar. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, huh. it's her. But obviously, it's like That's years so cool. and years later. So it took me a little yeah. bit to get it. Yeah. But that I really, really liked cool. her. I thought that, I like that at first I wasn't sure, but I did like her a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about uh, Mr. Knightley? I, I... I love him. I love him. 
Yeah. I can't. I he did want... such a good job. Like, I just think he is so great for this part. Like, mm-hmm. I just, he's realistic looking as, like, someone who would own an estate and, like, just realistic looking. He did a great job. Um, I don't know. I loved him. I loved him and Emma's, their dynamic was great, too. Just, like, they're arguing and they're bickering and... Like, I don't know. But yet he was so yes. honorable and so, like, uh, I just wanted to, like, snuggle him up. I wanted to eat him Yeah, up. I think he did a really good job. <laughs> yes. Um, he's kind of he's kind of a weirdo in real life, but he did such a good job. Is he really? Yeah. He was married to, uh, was he married or was he just engaged to Angelina Jolie for a little while? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's okay. <laughs> she is an interesting character. She sure is. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, um, I loved a thing I noticed is when there's, like, a scene where it shows Isabella with, like, holding baby Emma and the kids running around and her face is just, mm-hmm. like, stone cold. And I just, like, <laughs> had this flash of my sister Lizzie who has four kids and, like, I see that look on her face so much and I was just like, oh, my gosh. It's, like, the mom, like, look of, like exhaustion like what's going on <laughs> like yeah like yeah i'm over it um it's funny. yeah i really i love the nightlies in this version how they incorporated the um isabella the sister and john knightley the brother um and their kids i thought yeah. it was so great so i know also, and john i actually knightley is I have... really funny yeah isn't he cute like i love it when they have more <laughs> yes. of john in here because he's funny he has a good relationship with emma like he's just like a stand-up guy i don't know i like him yeah i love yeah. the knightley and he's like I know. They're so great. They're such a good family. Like, he's really sassy and doesn't, like, I don't know. He's kind of, like, cynical and a little little bit of a pill where he'll always, like, call out the weird or whatever. But but yeah. also, he, like, yeah. really has Emma's back. Like, when he recognizes that there's something happening between Emma and Mr. Elton that Emma isn't aware of, uh-huh. he's like, I would really recommend, <laughs> like, encourage you to, you know, kind of check yourself a little bit, you know? And then yeah. she's like, no, well, you're and mistaken. Was... And he's like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. And then when he, like, when he, like, for he, like, took her coat for her, and then she looks over at John Knightley, and he's like, mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, I That was so funny. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, my gosh. And I put, yeah. um, I just love it when Mr. Knightley is playing with the kids. Like, my ovaries start to, like, hurt. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's the cutest. Okay, yeah. I just realized something, though. Um, in Mansfield Park, uh, the same guy who plays yeah. Knightley plays Edmund, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I told you. Remember, I told you that. I was like, yeah, he plays. It's the same oh, guy. Gosh. Same Edrum, Edmund. Okay, I Bertram. remember this conversation. Yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, that's I know. so funny. Isn't that crazy? They sh- That is. I feel like that's a little weird that they have Austin characters overlap, but okay. I know. I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, ugh, but I don't know. We're doing Mansfield next month. We'll talk about that when we get there. We'll have so much more to say about mm. our dear friend Johnny Lee Miller. <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing I like about him, though, is he's not, like, a complete, like, heartthrob when you see him. It's, but that's not what makes Knightley a heartthrob. It's his actions. Like, I'm about to, like, cry thinking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, his actions, like, picking, yeah. like, being, like, 
saving the day with Harriet, like, telling Emma about his, like, feelings with how he thinks that, like, Frank and Jane, there's something going on and how he feels. Like, I was reading the book this week and he, like, it says that it was his duty to tell Emma about his worries with Frank and Jane. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. sweetie pie. Yeah. just Yeah, he really has good intentions and is, like, very – I really admire – when there's a character that's, like, really observant and can see what's happening and be like, okay, it's not like I have to be, I have to interfere or anything, but I, I can see what's happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's very much nightly. Ugh, so good. So. What else? I, I have, have so a, many notes from this last one. I do, too. <laughs> I, I mean, I doubt we're going to get to them all, but I did have some questions. I probably should write out a chart about, like, what actually is happening in the book and then, like, what. So that I know. Because how did Harriet and Emma meet in the book? Do you remember? Because Mm, I can't... I was trying to think of that too. Yeah, because when they're sitting, I love that they're like... I like in this version that they're having tea and they're talking. And it just seems a little bit more realistic than like... And the one with like Kate Beckinsale, they're like, oh, she's at church. Here she is. Like, you know what I'm saying? But this Mm -hmm. is more realistic. I think... I feel like... I vaguely remember. I think that she... I feel like it was more along the lines of what happened in this one, that they were talking, and then, like, she was like, oh, we yeah. have a new parlor border, um, it's Harriet, and then Emma was like, oh, we'll invite her over. And Yeah, I think it was similar. I don't know if it was necessarily, like, if the tea situation yeah. happened in this one, but I, I remember reading in the book that there's a conversation she was having with the lady who owns, who runs the school, and her talking about Harriet. And then Emma being like, oh, like Emma had noticed her and thought she was like so pretty that she was like, oh, yeah, I would like to meet her and like get to know her, Mm -hmm. you know. Did you love Harriet Um, in this one? I really did. I think they did such good casting for her. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. I like it when she is she played her. I don't know. I'm torn between if I like. My favorite Harriet's. I'm torn between her and then the one in the Kate Beckinsale. I think they both did an equally good job. I can't. I yes. can't pick. Like I don't. I really can't pick. I don't know. I know. I know it's they hard. have some good ones. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really love the relationship that Emma and Harriet have in this one because I think, I think one of the things that I just love so much about this version of Emma is that they really do a good job of portraying Emma and showing that like. Yeah, she's a little bossy. She's like thinks she know has the best solution and stuff like that, but really she has such good intentions at heart. Well, and know? I liked that they showed her working a lot. Like if yes. you see her with the maid talking about the pies, you see her mm-hmm. like fixing flowers, you see her putting books away, you see her taking care of her dad all the time. Like you see mm-hmm. her with the fire Going into town and doing all of Yes, the, the fire. Like, yes. And so like she really mm-hmm. does like honestly, I mean she is the mistress of the house. Like she does work. Yeah. It's not it's I mean yeah, she has um I think I don't I think she definitely like if she were an enneagram, I think she'd be an 8. But you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like like she and <laughs> like the cult choleric personality, the in charge personality. And I think that part of it was she was like forced into that after her sister left. She had to like step up and take care of her dad and um, you know, it's just I, I really enjoyed seeing her work. I thought that was a good uh, it, it helped it helped you like understand her story more, I feel like. Instead of yeah, just definitely. seeing her as like this like because I feel like in the new one they made her so like prim like a like bossy princess and I just didn't 
I don't know. Yeah. Which is not very accurate to Emma. No. Um, Also, I love how when she and Harriet start hanging out and, like, she invites her to dinner and she's, like, giving her cues of how to be, like, more refined. Like, she's like, no, don't use that spoon. Like, kind of just shaking her head at her to, like help her like get it and so the whole the whole thing is kind of more of like she's not really being bossy she's like no like to be more refined and more like sophisticated this is what you need to do because she yes thought that that was like fitting of Harriet's position you know yes um so I I just love that I love how they portray like the sweetness that is Emma's character where she like does have this life of luxury and like the world at her fingertips seemingly but then she also doesn't because she has to like stay there and take care of her dad and she's limited she and she hasn't been able to yeah. like, travel and get everything she wants out of life you know mm-hmm. but um well and also at the same she time also, like takes care of the people around her yeah and at the same time though she has no she didn't have any need to travel she has everything she needs in this little town she has you know, mm-hmm. she has the fulfillment of taking care of somebody that's already done. She's mistress of a house already that's already done. She takes, like, she um, has her social interactions with everything. She has her, like, Mr. Knightley, who's, like, amazing and awesome for her counsel. I mean, she has everything she needs in Highbury. And, like, can I just say, I'm in love with Highbury. <laughs> yes. It's the I want to live place. there. I want to live there. It's, it's so, so idyllic. I love it. I know. And, like, I was reading the – when I was reading the book this week, um, Emma, when she's standing there um, at Ford's waiting on Harriet to, like, choose a ribbon. And, like, mm-hmm. Jane Austen just describes the town and just, like, there's – oh, look, there's Mr. Perry walking by. And there's so-and-so and I don't know. And just the hustle and bustle of it. Yeah. It just makes me so happy. Like, it just makes me so happy. I know. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the best to live in, like, this little village that you just know most of the people and you can just see people you know and care about as you're doing your day's errands you know like that would be so sweet I know know. and I would love to like I would love that and I would love to open up like a school like kind of like Anna Green Gables and like I would be like you know a teacher there it'd be so fun yeah (laughs) that'd be great that would be so great that would be so fun somewhere in the countryside in England I know it's so fun um so I feel like I noticed this. I feel like Harriet at Goddard School is kind of, like, mm-hmm. looked up to at the school as, like, kind of the Emma of the school. You know how Emma is, like, very, like, yes. well-known in Highbury? I feel like Harriet is, like, the top dog mm-hmm. at the Goddard School, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's very true. Which is, like, I don't know, probably an interesting dynamic to go from that environment to being invited into, like, high society and then kind of, like, knowing that you're not really an insider in that society, but you're welcomed from the people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Mr. Knightley and Mr. Martin, Robert Martin in this one, was really sweet. I I like that they played up their friendship and their connection, you know? I did too. And I love um, seeing him walk into Donwell Abbey, and then he gets, like, nervous and is, like, about to leave, and then Mm -hmm. he, like, turns back to ask to see if he approves of him um proposing to Harriet sweet and I loved I I like Donald Abbey it's kind of spooky yeah it's a very beautiful house but yeah huge my goodness yeah oh my gosh but like so B and I you guys B and I watched the last episode together like on as Mm -hmm. a watch party and um whenever Mr. Knightley like has everybody over for strawberry picking 
and Donald Abbey. He goes, um, ah, look, you might be mistress of this place. And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, nightly. Ah! He was trying to <laughs> plant that little seed of, but, I love you. <laughs> I know, but it went right over her head. It was like, whoop. Like, you know. I know. It was oh sweet. Gosh. I liked that. It was super. It's not easy being in the friend zone, you know. Yeah, I know. I did notice, though, you know, the devotional I did about unhealthy or no, you did. I think you did it. Or did I do it? I think I did it. I can't remember. But anyway, it doesn't matter. About um, unhealthy relationships? Yeah, I think you. it was me. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Harriet says, I would um, not give up the pleasure of your friendship for anything in the world. And it's like, that's so unhealthy. Poor thing. Yeah, I know. That's true. Have you ever known? I feel like, I don't know if you have, but I've known this where I've known like a group of of guys and even a group of girls where it's like they're so comfortable with their friendship that they close out all of these dating opportunities because <laughs> they're just hanging out with each other you know mm-hmm. and then it's like oh, yeah. do you want to date other people and they're like well yeah I want to date them but they don't want to like give up the convenience and the comfort that they have with like, yeah no for sure their friendships you know I've had friends that drove me nuts I have friends that would just disappear like after they got a boyfriend Oh, yeah, that's hard. It's super unhealthy. Like, Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I really didn't understand that. Because it's like you're, that makes you become, like, codependent on each other. Like. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little bummed. Because you're in a bubble instead of in reality. (laughs) Mm -hmm, For sure. And then if that ever breaks, the bubble breaks, for whatever reason, Uh you're like, crap. I'm alone Mm -hmm. in a bubble in the middle of the sea. Um, So... I was sad that Mr. Knightley wasn't there to say, you made her too tall, Emma, after the, <laughs> that's the right. lightness. Yeah, I was bummed. I was like, that's the best. Like, the best. I love that part. <laughs> you made her too tall. I know, and Emma's always like, ugh. I know, it's so good. It's so good. I just love this. those asides of being like, you're not as great as you think you are, but okay. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know like, let me just remind you <laughs> you're mediocre <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you're a little mediocre uh, okay let's talk elton's for a second okay in this version this yeah. version we have um blake ritson as mr elton okay. and then he later marries christina cole which Christina Cole plays in um, North and South oh. as Mr. Thornton's little sister. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I completely, yeah. like, we and should, she's... like, get into North and South later on in our lives. <laughs> and oh, my I... gosh. We should because I love that one. Yeah, I, I love it. I loved that so series. Much. I really liked that series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good one. We'll we'll save that too for another season. Um, yeah. But uh, Mr. Elton in this one, I thought he was actually pretty dreamy. Like he really, to me. yeah. Um, I he probably didn't think he was good looking. No, because we have very different. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't think that he was ugly. I just like I don't know. I I probably maybe if I met him in Jane Austen world in the eighteen hundreds, I probably would think he was super hot, especially because he's like talking about the Lord, you know, on that podium. <laughs> Because I love a man of God. But I do. I love a man of God. Um, But I kept on thinking he was gay. 
And so I just... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, in my back of my head, I think it might have been the hair, the way it was styled. I just was like, he's probably gay. It was gay. Buffon. Shoes. You know? Um, yeah, I could see that. You know, I think... That's just the theater he... girl coming out in me. I just assume everyone's <laughs> gay until you're straight, pretty much, because until you prove yourself well, to be straight. That's probably a safe safe assumption in your line of work. Um, I I didn't like him because of his character, but there were so many times in the show that I was like, if he was a nicer character, he would be so hot to me. Like, yeah, he would be I adorable. Think he was attractive. I think it's I, his eyebrows. He had really good eyebrows. Yeah, he would be adorable. I honestly, yeah, he kind of reminded me a little bit of a Tim Burton character. Um, had that oh. Tim Burton vibe. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because he's so dark. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was the, again, it was like the perfect, the way he was directed, I guess. I mean, it was the perfect mix of the little over the top, but still realistic. Like he still, mm -hmm. I still could, you still would meet somebody as realistic as he was. Yeah. I loved ridiculous, the line I where, mean. Yes. I loved the line where uh, Knightley was watching him right away, and he's like, that man is so full of himself, I'm surprised he can stay on his own horse. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Um, so great. Yeah. And then um, Mrs. Elton, her character was written so well. Like, they gave her so many lines. I feel like in this one, it was so much more evident and obvious how condescending she was to yep. everyone around her. Oh, yeah. And how she, like, really blatantly was slighting them. Like, when Emma hosted them over for dinner as kind of, like, a welcome to the newly married couple, and they have the dinner party, and she's just, like, such a brat and saying all of the things of, like, oh, it would be so great to have Frank Churchill here because we really are lacking in sophisticated company here. Mm-hmm. As she's, like, sitting in front of these people that have invited her and that are, yeah. like, sophisticated, kind people, and they're, like... Wow, okay. Like, yeah. my, we're lacking in that, huh? Yeah, my thing with Mrs. Elton is I think I think that she, like, nobody, no other guy would put up with that bull, bull crap. And so she had to kind of marry down in a right. sense because who would who wants to put up with that yeah. bull crap? Like Mr. Knightley says, men of sense do not want silly wives. Yeah. Well, I think they were both so high, I don't know, just, like, had such a high opinion of themselves that they really were a great compatible match for each other because they could sit there and turn up their nose at everyone around them and be like, yeah, we are so much better than that person. Yeah. Because they felt that way, even though it wasn't the truth. Yeah. I know. I really like that Emma was putting away the flowers during the argument with Mr. Knightley about Harry and Robert. I thought that like was a good touch. And I also Mm -hmm. liked in this version how they reused her dresses and that was so realistic. Yes. Like, and I liked that. So realistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, no, I'm so glad you said that because that was one thing that I noticed and I really liked how she'd be wearing a certain dress and then she would, like, add the high collar or the sleeves to it. And so throughout the scene, you would see that she was, like, in a summertime dress and then she would, like, add the extra layer if it was, like, night and getting cold or anything like that. I just thought it was so genius. Yeah. And it, like, it just was, like, pretty little details that just make you really feel part of the story, you know? Yeah, yeah. I liked it that does. a lot. I know. Because I liked it. It has the flashbacks of, of that we like from the Kate Beckinsale version. It has the beautifulness that we like in the new version. And then it has, like, mm-hmm. that romantic air that we love in the Gwyneth Paltrow version. So it's just sort of, mm-hmm. it's just, like, a perfect mix of everything, or really. Yeah. It was... It was good. I really... Yeah. I don't think there was actually anything in this version that I didn't enjoy. I didn't either. No. Nothing. 
The, I mean, mm-hmm. the only things were me noticing little things of like, ah, which like I knew since I just read it was in the book and then been like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not there. But it, I mean, honestly, everything was so well done. It didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I loved her shawls and the, and like so cute. Yes. Oh my gosh. It made me want to like, I sometimes just really want to bring back the fashion of shawls mm-hmm. so badly. <laughs> I know. I know. Would be the best. And I loved her hat when she, um, the, uh, after she visits Harriet with the cold. I don't know. It's like this cute little hat. It's not a beret, but it's like, it kind of like goes to the back and has a little like tassel on it. And I like want it. Oh, and yeah. I don't know. I know which one you're talking about. I don't know what, I'm, I seriously want to have it and I want, I would wear it all the time, but I don't know what kind of hat it is. And like, I don't know what, how to look it up. Anyway, so I if don't know either. Listeners, we'll find out. Listeners, we'll post it on Instagram. Message and you us. Guys can tell us. <laughs> Message us what kind of hat this is because I'm going to buy one and we're going to wear it all the time. You and I. We should, we really should find somebody who's like a a genius or like knows everything about historical clothes. I actually have a friend that does. And so I'm just. Really? Yeah, I do. (gasps) Well, let's have her on with us. All right. I seriously will. I'll talk to her. I'll talk to her. Yeah. She's brilliant. Majored in historical costuming works so cool i mean she worked for disney um for a while in historical costuming but then of course everything that's happened so with like every them letting people go but anyway but she yeah she's great she's great she is a yeah um i'm just going through my notes just making sure you know um Um, so one thing that i wrote down i'll steal it while you're looking for your notes um i loved how they they made like highbury they were just so good at showing it as like this little country kind of a podunk place but also really sweet and full of like good people and like it still had good society in it but i just i loved how they portrayed the ball scene that it really was like a country ball you know like the dancing was a little bit more yes um, it was not as refined as you see in other jane austen scenes and things like that and like the music was a little more like fiddle and, and country vibe I loved it so much. I felt like it like really added a lot to the whole character. And then I just loved the writing of that yeah. scene, how you can see all of the characters watching and the interactions and Mr. Knightley going up to to Harriet to save her. And like the moment, it's the cutest part to me where he like asks her to dance and she tries to jump in and he's like, wait, 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 so that they could like I wait know. for the dance to get to the right part for them to get. It was so cute. So, so I loved sweet. that. I just felt like Highbury, it is so sweet. I just felt like they they wrote the village of Highbury and like the feel of it and the sets and everything. They almost made it a character by itself. And I thought that that was just genius. A really, really good. Yes. Good. It really was. Addition to the show. And also, um, I just, I love the, oh my gosh. No, I'm like, I hate it. I lost my note. <gasps> no. Oh, oh, oh okay, fine. Okay, sorry. I know. Um, When <laughs> Harriet is crying over Mr. Elton, like, in front of Miss Bates, and, like, Miss Bates is, like, completely clueless about it, because Miss Bates is like, oh, my God, they just oh. got married, and Harriet is like, <laughs> yeah. ah, you know. And then I just, Mr. <laughs> Knightley, and to save the day again, he gives her a handkerchief. Yeah. So I know. Sweet. He is, like, such a silent observer, but he, like, gets what's happening, and he just kind of does it? quietly does what he can, you know? I know. I really love yeah. that. 
I love that too. And it, it reminds me, my dad carries a handkerchief with him everywhere. And Aww. so I like always would steal my dad's like handkerchiefs like in church and stuff if I needed them because I had a cold or whatever. And so I always had, he always would hand it to me. It's just wearing a handkerchief, That's having sweet. a handkerchief is the mark of a gentleman. Because <sighs> it's like, it's kind of like Edward true. Ferris. It's like Edward Ferris, you know? Oh. F major. Major? (laughs) (laughs) What else are we supposed to say? So, okay, I have a question uh, about, about Mr. Frank Churchill. Here we go again. Uh, I feel Yes, like... let's talk about the Churchill uh, here. Uh, <laughs> so I've noticed in these versions that either go for two different Franks. They either go for Pretty Boy Frank, which is like Ewan McGregor, and then the one Kate Beckinsale version, or they mm-hmm. go for the frat boy uh, Frank Churchill. So which is the mm-hmm. one in this one, and then the one after that, very frat boy Now, so like which? When you say frat boy, <laughs> explain to me what what your definition of frat boy is. Okay, like I just see them and I think that they're frat boys. I don't know why. I guess it's because like their eyes are kind of like <laughs> slanty. <laughs> From like oh, you know how okay. frat, how like frat boys sometimes have like slanty eyes because they've been like drinking so much. I don't know. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> is that why their eyes are slanty? Um, okay, are you saying like they're charming? Kind of like I know I can get away with whatever I I want. Yes, kind of mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah. Okay. Like okay, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. You know who would make a really good um, Frank Churchill? Who? Zach Efron. Yes, he would. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be really hard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Oh my god, I love him so much. Mm. Oh, he's so great. Yum. Um, I know. Okay, so, sorry, I cut you off in your observation that you notice that they're either, like, pretty boy or they're frat boy. And in your yeah. opinion, this one, he was a frat boy. Yes. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, what's his bucket? Rupert Evans. I thought he did such a good job mm-hmm. with Frank oh, Churchill. Yeah. Because he kind of, um, I think it's sometimes hard to get the balance between being like, oh, I'm Frank Churchill. I get whatever I want. Ever, I can charm anyone. And I have a secret. You know, like, you can always kind of tell that there's something going on with him, but you're not really sure what. But you, they don't want to make it too evident that there's, like, secrets because it's so obvious to come out, you know? And yes. I think in this one, he did a really good job. And I, I don't know, I, I mentioned to you when we were watching the last episode that it, it kind of makes me sad because I really do adore the relationship that Emma and Frank Churchill have. I think mm-hmm. it is a really endearing, fun relationship but it's sad because he's kind of like manipulating everyone and he's definitely playing Emma for the fool a lot of the time. And so it's 
hard to like it completely, but then their interactions and, like, the flattery he gives her and her knowing, like, eh, it's flattery. I'm not into him. He's not really into me. You know, like, when she thinks that maybe he is in love with her and maybe she is in love with him. And she's like, does he still love me? Like, how am I supposed to know? And then he sees her for that second. And he's like, oh, hi, I need to go say hi to this person. And he walks away and she's like, he does not love me. Okay. And, yeah. like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, no. I like their relationship a lot. But then there's that other side where you're like, he's such a liar and he is totally using people and not really being genuine. And that's sucky. But I don't know. It's I like how they played that in this one. I think they had a good actor for that. Yeah, they did. And I think that Jane is it's it's hard because with her being so reserved, it's hard to know how she actually is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that she is like a good person. And so I'm yeah. hoping that their that their relationship will be a lot like Mr. and Mrs. Weston's relationship in the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. That's my hope with well, them. Mm-hmm. But Mine too. Jane deserves the best. Well, and they also did a really good job writing for Jane in this one of kind of showing her stand up yes. to Mrs. Elton several times and be like, okay, I'm not going to be taken advantage or treated this way, even yeah. if that is my situation that I'm going to have to be a governess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um And I really liked how they kind of played Emma's relationship with Jane Fairfax. How, like, Emma is the one in the wrong because she doesn't like Jane to begin with. But then Jane comes into town and she's like, what is her problem? She doesn't like me. And later we find out that that's the truth because Jane Fairfax had a problem with Emma because she felt unstable in her relationship with Frank Churchill. And Emma was like the reason for that in her mind, you know. Um, But then you see Emma kind of standing up for Jane or trying kind of trying to like help her out a couple times and Mm -hmm. then later when everything comes out they have that conversation where Emma's like I hope now we can be friends and she's like please forgive me for like not being kind to you or whatever and she's like no it's all forgiven it's fine like I loved that I thought that was such a good thing and they don't really have that in a lot of the other versions of Emma yeah I know well and I really um enjoyed this Jane so much I thought she was great her her heart-shaped face her, mm-hmm. the way that she portrayed, like, the different emotions, and I just thought she did a really great job, and she, I, I totally could, would believe that she was related to her aunt. Like, I, they could, they looked alike, they, yeah. they almost sounded mm-hmm. alike a little bit, and, you know, I just thought it was good. What did you think of Miss Bates? Because I know you said that you didn't like some of the Miss Bates. Oh, I, I did like her in this one. Um, my favorite Miss Bates is still the Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. version of Miss Bates. She is just so, so good. Funny. But um, she this is. one, I actually, I, I did like her a lot in this one. She, it was another one of the same things. The first episode, I was like, okay, just another annoying Miss Bates. But then as I watched more of the episodes, I really liked her. Yeah, she would make and, me cry for sure. Like, ugh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you kind of like have more of a tenderness towards her I think than the other Miss Bates. Well and it's very heartbreaking um, seeing the house that she lived in before. Oh my gosh right that scene at the beginning of the first episode where they're telling the story of these three little children and you see it you see it at a moment with 
Miss Bates talking to Mrs. Bates right after the sister has just died, Jane's mother, and they're trying to figure out what to do with this little girl, and they're talking about sending her to the Campbells, and Mrs. Bates is like, we can't send her away. so sad. And then Miss Bates was like, mother, we're going to have to get a smaller house anyway. We we can't afford this girl either. And it is like the most heartbreaking scene because you're just like, what a terrible... reality to be faced with and that like, little actress that plays little jane i was like near tears when she was like has her hands pulled up and like looking and her chin was like quivering oh my god yes. that was so yeah. sad because she's like going away into like to someone she doesn't know like that's a terrifying thing as a kid like yeah it's awful I know. like what a what a tough situation that mrs miss bates had to like make all of those judgment calls for her family and manage finances that just kept getting smaller and smaller that's so sad so it does make you like love and appreciate them also i love how mr uh woodhouse loves the bates so much yes <laughs> he like really loves them <laughs> that's so sweet It is so sweet. Um, Also, I really liked Mr. Woodhouse in this one. I think that they did such great writing to make him really sweet and endearing and kind of of childlike himself, you know? It was really sweet. When he, oh, the scene when um, Emma's leaving for her honeymoon and he's, like, crying is all so sad. I know. I was thinking about that today. It's probably good that they didn't tell him that they were going to the seaside because remember how he was like, I almost died at sea once I know it. Yeah. I know. He would have been like, she'll die for sure. I know. Well, and I was telling you when we were in our watch party, when we were watching, I was like, I'm so glad that they added the C in this one because none of the other versions do it. And I know it's in the book. Like, I remember it. And Yeah. um, But who's to say that I could be wrong? Watch me, like, finish it and it's like, (laughs) oh, it's not even in there anymore. Oh, okay. I guess I made that up in my head. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) But I just really, like... I just think that's really cool that he, because he does bring her to the sea, and it's sweet. Yeah, that is a really sweet um, gesture on his part, because she, like, mentions that to her nephews when they're in town, how she's like, I think it's so unfair that you've seen the seaside, and I have not, you know? I know. So, that was really cute. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, oh, I wrote about, this is about Frank Churchill. I said, what a prick. When he says she dances like <laughs> when she dances like a cold fish, I think I would rather have the aunt than the niece. I know he is so mean about Jane Fairfax, and I do not understand. That wasn't I do not needed. Understand it. That's the thing I don't get. It's like that's dude. That's not needed. Like you didn't have to say that. You still could have kept your relationship secret. You don't have to talk yeah. bad about her. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Well, and I I think okay. Again, I'm not. Sh- I don't remember. I. <laughs> Claudia, I'm losing my mind about what's in the book or not. I know, I am too. When they're they're at Box Hill and they have that moment where Frank is being like such a little twit and he's throwing his hissy fit and making everyone uncomfortable. And he says something about like, oh, better to not to not be married than to like marry somebody on a whim, like not knowing somebody long enough, you know? Yes. And he's kind of like saying that to like Jane to make her upset, you know? Because Obviously, we know as the audience that they are secretly engaged, and he's like, there's kind of some tension between them at this point, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then Jane says something back how she's like, well, maybe if somebody doesn't have the steadiness of character, that would be a problem, but you can, like, you, you can stay, you can hold your commitment stronger than that or something along those lines. And I don't think, definitely in any movie I've seen, there wasn't that, that um, writing for Jane's character of her, like, biting back. But 
I don't know if that's I can't remember if that's what I'm she on said in the, book the Box not. Hill part right now. Like the chapter I'm oh, reading perfect. tonight is the Box Hill one. So okay, yeah, good. tell me. I yeah. think I have like two chapters before I'm there. Yeah, so I'm almost there. Um, for sure. That that is you know what's interesting is the Jane in the 2021 is really like bitter and grumpy, and I don't like that. I liked this Jane where she was pleasant. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's bitter yes. and grumpy. No, no. I think she was actually a very, very um, sweet, awesome character. And if we had been able to see her outside of that trial and the stress of being like, is this man still in love with me or not? Yeah. And what am I going to do with my future? You know? Yeah, I know. I um, um I just loved I wish well, I talked about Emma's dresses and like um, the, uh, the I like that when like she's Emma's hiding behind the bush when Mr. Knightley is like <laughs> that is so something I would do. I know I have t- I have totally done crap like that where it's like oh no <laughs> they can't see me. <laughs> yeah, exactly for real. Funny. I love that. I do also really love Emma's like clarity or realizations when everything comes out about Frank being engaged and she's like, he has used us abominably. He like manipulated me. He didn't know that I wasn't in love with him. And like poor Jane, she had to sit there and watch him flirt and make a fool of himself in front of me. And like, like she just kind of realizes all of those moments. And I love it because it's like this whole time she's had frustrating like conversations with um nightly because she's like you don't like frank and i don't understand why but it's clear you don't and then all of a sudden when she gets all the information she's like yeah there is a problem with this guy <laughs> you know he's been acting you know yeah. it, it's really a big problem a great, yeah and it's such a good like realization for her where she like really sees the issue you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i liked that a lot i did too i did too Oh, did I make my correction about last week's episode yet? Oh, no. No. Go, go ahead with it. Okay, that. I have to do a corrections, whatever you want to call it, corrections <laughs> time. Um, I kept on saying Frank, and then for some reason I kept on saying his mom, and it's his aunt that dies, not his mom. Like, his mom had already died in the beginning. I don't know why I kept on saying that, so I said that. Then in my letter to Frank, I said that... Because we write these letters every week. I don't know if some of you guys don't know. Uh, two different Jane Austen men. Anyway, my letter, I said that uh, he created these, like, the words uh, Blunder and Dixon and to make fun of Jane. I said that he did that during the... Um, uh, I said that he did that during the um, uh, Box Hill Picnic. But he didn't. He did that, mm-hmm. like, when they were on a walk and then they stopped into Hartfield. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. My bad. But when Frank writes me back, he'll tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. He'll be like, dear sweet lady. Can I just tell you, like, so you guys were writing to Mr. Knightley this week? <laughs> and can I just tell you, like, how I've never been more, like, starstruck to write to a fictional character? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're, like, really giddy about this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how am I going to say the things I want to say? And you're like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, is like, I I get giddy, like, I get giddy with this because it's, I guess, because since I, like, am an actress. So, like, okay, like, for example, I, like, at Titanic, um, whenever we had, like, whenever we could, like, choose the passenger to play, I chose Madeline Astor because she was, like, 18 on board. Her story's kind of scandalous. She's married to, like, a guy who's, like, 
you know, 26 years older, the richest man on board and stuff. And so, Ooh. anyway, um, and she's, like, pregnant and, like, trying to hide it. It's, like, really scandalous. Anyway, so <laughs> my friend played Mr. Astor, and, like, he's gay, and he's, like, but he is, like, literally we're 26, 20-something around the same distance apart in age. Um, okay. We're both older than the characters, but or the pa- character I meant passengers. These were real people, but like I was just like the day that we got to do that and like be in front of guests and like I was so giddy and I was like even though it was fake, but I was like oh my god, like we're married. <laughs> <laughs> but I get like that with like my stage like boyfriends sometimes too. I'm like oh my god, like we're together, <laughs> but we're like not, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I, I get so weird about that. Are they ever like, so weird. you know this is fake, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the like about like 80, no, I would say 98% of the time they're gay. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just get all like, oh my God, like we're together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It is so weird. Well. Because I remember, like, the guy play that played Mr. Astor with me, he was like, you're, you are giddy. Look at you. Like, what is, I was like, I know. I just get. <laughs> you know, listen, we all need to get, get excited about something in life. So that's okay. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, I examined my own heart. And there you were, never to oh. be removed. Oh, my gosh. My gosh, so you guys, like, talk about right in the feels. I know. My line that I just kept writing over and over again from this one was, will you dance, dear Emma? Oh, yes. I love, I love that. So That's oh, so my perfect. Gosh. Okay, oh. well, um. Since we have just talked for so long about this, what what is like your your biggest thing that you really loved about this this? Uh, well, I guess this is the last episode we're doing about Emma. Mm-hmm. So, what's your big thing that you love about Emma? What's your takeaway from Emma? Oh, that's a good question. My takeaway from Emma would be, um, I think really just to take care of like your community because. Oh. Like, that is, so good. that's how in Highbury they really, like, take care of each other. Even the Eltons, who are awful people, they still take care of them. They still invite mm-hmm. them and include them. And even though Emma doesn't want to, but Mr. Knightley's like, girl, you gotta, we gotta, you know, yeah. do that. I just think, and that's the thing I see is, like, I wish that there was, like, an Emma too where we could see how, like, Mr. and Mrs. Knightley, ah, like, mm. oh, how they take care of people in Highbury and so I just think really like taking care of your community and also letting people loving people where they're at which is like something Emma learned big time to love them where they're Mm -hmm. at and to not try to like force them into like some sort of square peg into a round hole basically yeah that's such a good one that's like I think you're so on the money there of loving people where they're at that is such a, a good um lesson you can learn from Emma yeah um I think um oh gosh I just really I think Emma is probably one of my favorite Jane Austen books so I've loved starting with this one I know but um I just love the idea that like um you can grow and you can learn you know 
Um, but also like the whole, I think the friendship is just really what is so great about this one that you can be lifted up by your friendships and you can like edify your life and other people's lives through friendships and, and you can find so much love and like betterment Mm -hmm. in your life from that. So I just, I think that's so great. I love Emma. I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm kind of sad. I know. I'm the last one. I know. I'm kind of sad too, but we still have like all of our devotionals. So we're still like, you know, I think we have like six left or something. So that's good, but it still is sad that we're like leaving and I know, but that's why I will, we need to go into, after we're done with all of the six novels, we definitely need to go into, um, like, I, f- I really would love to go into Jane Austen fan fiction land. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Where it's like, um, yeah. Cause there's, I have a book, like a Jane Fairfax book that's like from her perspective. And so we would just be reading Emma again. It's just with like the Jane Fairfax. So I think that would be like a good book for us to read. And okay. Yeah. There's so much. Like, we like are going to be podcasting till we're like, 73 like if not longer <laughs> until we're as old as as miss bates i know um, <laughs> yeah that's perfect that'd be so fun I know. and and i'm excited because next month we start on mansfield park which i don't think i've ever read that book all the way through and i'm excited to like mm-hmm. read it and really get into that one so <sighs> yeah. So guys, next, well, I've next read episode it. I, we'll I, be starting into Mansfield Park. Yeah, and I think I've read it. I think I've read it twice, but I honestly can't remember. But I, it's okay. Here's the thing with Mansfield Park. I was talking to you about this er, like earlier. It's like Mansfield Park is never has never been one of the Austins where I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna like pop it in and like for an afternoon. I've never been like, oh, let's do Mansfield Park. Mm-hmm. It's always like, let's watch Sense and Sensibility. Let's like watch North Hanger. Let's watch. Pride and Prejudice, let's watch Emma. It's never been Mansfield mm-hmm. Park. And I feel bad because I like Fanny. I think Fanny is so good and so great. And she's a lot like Jane Fairfax, sort of, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just have to do this for Fanny. For Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst name ever created. I- <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. Well, we'll it's kind of ironic, though, that we're reading Mansfield Park on the year, like, anniversary of all of this, of the world just completely <laughs> blowing up. Because it's kind of like Fanny. Yeah. It's kind of like she's like us. And then ev- everywhere, all the other, other people's like the world, like this of 2020, like, you know, like, she's like, <laughs> what is going on in my life? Like. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty true. We'll probably find a lot of parallels there that we can talk about. Yeah, so it'll be good. That'll that'll be fun. It'll be good. I just don't want to leave Highbury. I want to. No, me neither. We need to create our own Highbury. Okay, let's live there forever. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. All, All right. right. So let's do our little closeout sequence of um yes. our lowlights and our highlights okay. for the week. 
Mm-mm. Um, do you have a low light? Mm-mm. I'm opening it up right now. Hang on. I know you're probably going to edit this part out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so my low is, it's kind of like a mixture of a low and high. I, I have been able to clean a little bit. So I did have Sunday off, which was awesome. But like, I was so exhausted from the week that I like just slept like the majority of the day. Um, which is why like, I'm like, ugh, I really need two days off so I can like, that can be my rest day. And then I have my other day to like finish my cleaning. Um, but I finally started to like clear things out. Like I have a closet full of crap that I'm like trying to like get rid of some stuff. And so that's all out. So I like started, so it's kind of a low light and a highlight kind of like of it's, it's in the, it's in the works. I just wish I had like more time to, to do it, but I'll get there. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. my um, my mom's best friend from fourth grade, who I'm really close with, is coming um, to stay with me for a night because she's uh, a Disney like vacation planner and she's awesome, and she's like coming for a night, and so I have to have it cleaned by then. So like I have like a, a you know a time that I have, you have, to have a it deadline, done. yes, a deadline. <laughs> so yeah, I'll get there. Oh, that's good. That'll be so good. But yeah, the getting there is sometimes not as fun. Yeah, so. it's hard for sure. That for sure. Hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good low light, I think. <laughs> um, my low light is I was just sick all weekend and I felt awful. And I was telling Claudia that I haven't gotten sick in like over a year. And I mean, what a great time to not get sick this yeah. last year has been. But um, because I was sick for the first time ever, I just felt awful. Like so, so awful. And I'm finally feeling better today. And I, I'm sure I'll be, I'm going to be totally fine and back to normal tomorrow. But like, Oh my gosh, I just felt awful. And it's sad when it's on a weekend because you just want to like have fun on the weekend. I know. <laughs> and instead I was in bed all day. Yeah. So that's my low life. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm still healthy. So Yeah. Well it's funny. So you she was telling me that uh well when you got your COVID test yesterday or whatever, and then you like mm-hmm. Marco Polo B and you were like, I'm negative. <laughs> I was so confused. I mean, I'm so grateful that I was negative, yeah. but I got it back and I was like, really? I have like every symptom that should be pointing towards COVID and, and it's negative. Interesting. That is so, so funny. Yeah. But. That's crazy. Yeah. But, but you know, better negative than positive in this situation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, what's your um, highlight? So my highlight is I got cast in a show, another show. Yay! Yay! Which show gets the honor of having you? <laughs> it's a Pippin. <laughs> oh, you got Pippin! Yay! <laughs> I'm playing like um, I'm playing, I'm playing his grandma. <laughs> Which it's is gonna be so fun. I know, which is like a really funny and good role because she has like a really great song. So I'm excited. It'll uh-huh. be fun, and I'm just like, it's gonna be so ridiculous. Like I just, oh it's my goodness, fun. yeah. Because that's so exciting. Congrats. Thanks. The song is very like, so it's like very like, you know, like ah. So I gotta like put on my old age makeup and like, you know. Oh, that's gonna be so fun. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's fun to do roles like that, though. Like, you kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to worry about being, like, pretty or perfect. Yes. And so, it, like, yeah, it's you fun. just feel more creative. Yeah. So. That's so cool. Yay. I'm yeah. excited. Um, well, my highlight was um, I planned out several trips with a friend that we're going to do this summer between, like, doing camping or we're running a couple um, half marathons. And so we were just planning, like, the different cities that we're going to and stuff like that. And it just made me so 
excited for spring and summertime and the good weather and being able to just go camping whenever you want. So I'm just really like excited for those things to happen now. So something to look forward to hasn't happened yet, but Mm -hmm. this summer will be really fun for that. So if you guys haven't made plans to go camping, do it at least once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The last time I went camping was a disaster. Um, Really? Yeah. I went with my two friends and like, (laughs) okay. So first of all, um, my, it was like my friend's husband worked for a, um, like a, what do you, I don't know, like, I guess like a floating the river service where they provided the boats for you to float the river. Mm -hmm. So my friend and I, one of our, our other friend was working. And so (laughs) we float the river by ourselves. (laughs) And when I tell you, it was like literally the funniest thing ever because we're rowing and then all of a sudden we just keep on like going in circles and we're like screaming because like the tide is like, we're like, ah, trying to like get back. <laughs> and, then, and then this was years ago. And then we pick up this random guy like on the side because he told us he knew where to go. And then he was oh. like drunk. And so like he comes Oh my up, gosh, Claudia. <laughs> and we're just like, what is wrong going on? And then we finally were like, you're useless. So then we like <laughs> go off to the side and throw him out. And then my friend gets out and her her knees are really bad and so she all of a sudden like randomly will she's had surgery on it now so it's better but she used to just randomly like fall over so she like oh my like was standing there and all of a sudden she was just gone and she's like flat like, like when you're trying to get him to go and then she like and then we were caught in this tree like with our our boat and she like jumps in the water to like help and I'm like what are you doing and I'm like your phone is in there and she's like no because <laughs> she has her backpack on oh no <laughs> oh no you guys then, were not prepared <laughs> no and then so then that's not even the habit then we went camping like then we camped that night and we set up our tent. None of us knew how to set up a tent, so it's awful. Uh-huh. So we set it up. Then it starts uh-huh. storming really bad, and our tent fills up with water. Oh, no. And so we're all soaked to the bone. <laughs> and, like, literally at, like, this, like, Jimmy's egg at, like, 3.30 in the morning, like. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the worst when your bedroll or something gets wet when you're camping. It's just like, well, let's just go home now. This yeah, is ruined. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway, but yeah, so that okay. was my last experience. I will say, camping, I, so I'm not my... a big fan of camping. <laughs> okay, can we go camping though? Because I'm a much better camper and I'll keep you safe. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. If you like, because <laughs> like, just as long as it's not in Florida. I don't want to camp in Florida because of the alligators. Oh, okay. That's – oh, yeah. Ew. No, let's not do that. Oh No. Um, they – my One of my favorite things when you're going camping with friends is, like, you get everyone out there camping. And the first night is, like, so fun because everyone's, like, excited. You're, like, oh, we're out in nature. There's this fire. Look at the stars. Like, everyone's just, like, in such a good mood. And you're, like, joking and laughing and sharing stories. Then you go to sleep. And the next morning is when shiz gets real. And you just wake up and you look at everyone and everyone's, like, 
ugh. Like, my back hurts. I feel bad. Like, where's the faucet? I need to wash my face. Like, everyone just feels so out of it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> suddenly it's not so fun anymore. No. It just makes me laugh every time. I know. So, yeah, I know. Camping's not everyone's cup of tea, but I love it. I love camping. Yeah. Or glamping. I think glamping uh, would be fun. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, I love glamping, too. <laughs> We'll go glamping. Mm-hmm. That's more of tea with Claudia yeah. B style. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have okay, internet guys. to like go live well. and stuff. So okay, well we'll see you guys oh, yeah. like on Instagram. Make sure that you're yeah. following us on yeah. Instagram because we do post a lot of content there. So you can follow us and see all of the devotionals that we do. We do them several times a week. Um, and, uh, it's really fun. And then make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get the new episodes when they come out and we would love it. It would be so helpful if you rated us and left a comment on there. Um, it could even just be something of like who your favorite character from Emma is, but leave us a comment and we would love that so much. You guys. Yeah. We love hearing from you guys. Mm -hmm. We've loved the messages that we've gotten this week. Like so happy and I love it. It's it's so fun. It's super fun. Yeah, thanks so, so much for taking the time. We love chatting, mm-hmm. obviously. It's why we started this and why we, like, even met, so. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of our whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we'll see you guys later. Okay, okay bye. Bye.